two of the Gertie Sports Podcast. Got the whole crew on tap today. Go ahead and have them introduce themselves, and uh, we're going to get into it. We have a lot of March Madness to talk about. I found something chunky at the bottom of my beer. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, Ryan Rutherford. The, the cursed Chester beers that, That's really from, Je- from Jessica's neighbor that come, and sometimes Dude, they're old. They were, <laughs> I got some, six of them after the Sometimes Super Bowl. they're old. They were from 2015. The, this one, I actually, <laughs> no, I checked and it said canned in 2018, uh, like bad. like September 2018. So that's like normal. But hello, I'm Ryan Rutherford. <laughs> I'm John Harrell, and yeah. that is disgusting. It's okay, I have another one. <laughs> Hopefully isn't as chunky. Hopefully. You will mind the chunks less and less as you go. Exactly. Beer. That's a fact. Uh, before we get into it again, we want to thank our sponsor for Season 5, Fight Milk. Garner the protein of a crow to fight more like a crow. Buy some alcoholic dairy energy drink for working out. That is Fight Milk. Thank you, Fight Milk. Um, we're also... Some free stuff would be nice. Yeah. We need some free swag from Fight Milk so we can fight like pros. <laughs> fight Milk tea would be awesome. Do they uh, sell those? I don't know. You'd have to hit up Mac and Charlie. They're the <laughs> Fight Milk guys. Um, we also want to say that we are a part. I guess we're directly affiliated with PrettyGoodSports.com. They're our dad. Our boss, Rochelle. Um, the Lions are good this year. Hey, yes. <laughs> I was told to say that multiple have, times a podcast. We have to say it at least three times a show. Yeah. That hey, was like, would be yeah, cool. that was like, you send out the rundown to your boss and he always like nitpicks it, but every time with Rochelle, it's just more Lions. lions <laughs> so the Lions are better. They have lots of good players. Um, <laughs> nah, and we need new mics. Yeah, <laughs> but, but we like the Lions. Where's our bonus? Yes, we like the Lions. <laughs> I think we missed our bonuses and we got a Jelly of the Month Club this year. That's okay. Because I've been getting a lot of jam in my refrigerator. Is, is that happening to you guys? Yeah, I've noticed that too. I have like pear, apricot, like... Yeah. I don't think we want to get paid I'm, in I'm jam just, anymore. I'm just a jelly guy. Okay. Just strict jelly. Oh, are you while we're getting paid in jelly? <laughs> jam, you mean? I mean jam? Yes. What's oh, the difference damn between it. jelly and uh, jam? Jam is like a... One has three C's, one has four. Oh, jam thickness. is like a jarred spread. And jelly is more like a squeeze. Is that your new tattoo? Yes. Nice shout out, John got a new tattoo on his arm. It's of a G over, above, below. Yes. The aliens will tell us. Correct. All right. And also, speaking of pretty good sports, they have a free bracket challenge you can do on Yahoo Sports. I don't know why Vershell likes to do all of his fantasy stuff on Yahoo Sports. It's a shitty website, but we're using it anyway. And also, uh, Walker Aspinwall... And Denton Day have theirs on our best friend podcast. Theirs is a fifty dollar. What are you doing? Theirs is a fifty dollar uh, gift card to Amazon Prime, and we're doing one. But you have to pay money to join us because we're really special. Yeah, it's the Gritty Sports Challenge. Um, you can find it the ESPN Tournament Challenge. Uh, we are not directly affiliated with ESPN, though, but we will use their platform because we do not have one. Nope. Um, yeah, $15. We talked about the Venmo last time. My Venmo, Josh-Wagner-69. Nice. That is actually my Venmo. It's $15 to get in, but yeah. if you want to send in more, you can. Yes. <laughs> Probably like an extra 5 to $10. Yeah. Any more, and we're just going to keep funneling it into James's crippling gambling addiction, <laughs> who you heard on the last podcast, Jim Jam, the soccer man. Uh, all right, so let's get right into it, guys. We're talking about March Madness, and let let's just start with the overall bracket. Were you guys satisfied with all the teams and where they are? I loved are it. Are there a couple of you know things that you think could have been done better? I loved it. I thought it was a great bracket. I think the committee finally showed the respect to the mid-major teams that everybody has been asking for, and we'll get to see results if we see the upsets that everybody's wanted um, this year, then I think we'll see the committee pick, pick it this way a lot more. Because I know, uh, I'm sure you guys were tired of seeing these teams that were couldn't even get to 20 wins uh, somehow leaking into the playoffs. Teams <coughs> barely. Syracuse. Yeah. 
teams barely over 500 finding their way into uh, the NCAA tournament uh, just because of namesake, and I'm glad the committee took a stand against that this time. Yeah, I'm, I was fine with a lot of the layout. There's a couple of early round matchups that we're going to run into, I think, that we'll talk about a little later that kind of makes me mad for more of a betting angle. But uh, I think overall, the only thing I have to nitpick at this point is I think that the 16 seeds should probably get to stop. Like, a lot of these 16 seeds are conference champions, right? So they shouldn't probably have to play a playing game. I think you should load up the 11 and 12 seeds with playing games from mid-majors or, you know, Big Ten teams that are like 20 and 12. Mm -hmm. I think if you win your conference, you shouldn't have to play to get into the tournament. Yeah, I A couple of these 10 and 9 seeds, Florida and Baylor, both with 19 wins. Yeah, I think they should have been lumped into a a 10-seed playing game. Yeah, that... Because, like... First, it's more fair for the smaller schools that won their tournament, and they won six days in a row. And second, it would be way more entertaining for us to see, you know, someone like Florida play Oregon, you know, on a night like tonight instead of Farley Dickinson and whoever the other team mm-hmm. is with the five initials. It's way too many. <laughs> um, so I think that would be Prairie View A and M. Yeah, yeah. So I think they could go in that direction. But other than that. I think all the one seeds should be one seeds. The ACC has been pretty much the gold standard this year in basketball. I saw it firsthand as a Pitt fan from the wrong side, but I did see it. Mm, sucks for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the general outline is fine. I thought Gonzaga should be a one seed. I'm not very high on them, but we'll get into all that. So, guys, let's... Michigan we, State got boned. Yeah, I, I think record. part of the problem is that Michigan State had six losses and Gonzaga only had three. No, I don't think they should have been a one seed. I just think that as the best two seed available, they should yeah, have been Yeah, they, they should be in Gonzaga's two. bracket. Or even, yeah, that, yeah. But Michigan State does get to play in the east, which is closer to home. Because so, the west is out in Anaheim. It, oh, yeah. They have the cities right next to it. So um, let's get right into it, guys. So we'll start with the east. This house is Duke, the number one overall seed in the tournament. They won the ACC tournament. Zion is back. Um there's a lot of good teams littered throughout the East, and we broke it down uh, so we can all pretty much give you a more stratified look at these teams. So we got a player to watch, we have an upset alert, and we have the team we think will win, and then when we're all done, we're going to give our Cinderella's and our favorite bets. Um, I'm going to be heading out to Charlestown tomorrow with Nathan Culp and uh, possibly John Harrell. We'll see what yeah, happens. I'd like to. Um, so we'll have a little bit of that as well. So breaking down the East... Uh, let's go through our players to watch here, guys. I'll start us off. I have Kerry Blackshear of Virginia Tech. Um, I understand that like Justin Robinson has kind of been the be-all, end-all for a lot of Tech fans this year, but Virginia Tech won a lot of games, and they were in a lot of games because of Kerry Blackshear. And I think with all this focus on Robinson, you're going to get a lot more presence. Blackshear is not the sole ball handler, so he's going to have more responsibilities off the ball who have a lot more open shots, and he's going to have to capitalize on those shots. So Kerry Blackshear, he's who I'm looking at for Virginia Tech. He's going to have to be on his game if they're going to make it past Duke in the Sweet 16. Yeah, and uh, in the East for me, I'm looking at Mac McClung out of Georgetown. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. what, what I'm getting that uh, wrong. Georgetown did not actually make the <laughs> tournament? What is this? I'm very confused by this. Just kidding. I know exactly why they didn't. It's because they're not good. But I wish Georgetown was good. Basketball is better when Georgetown's in the tournament. That's what I think. But anyway, in the East, out of players who are actually in it, I love the player that you've probably all heard of, and I'm really glad we all get to see more of, Taco Fall, the giant out of UCF. And uh, he's more than just the gimmick. He, he gets results. He's averaged 11, uh, excuse me, 11 points, 7.6 rebounds, and 1.5 blocks this year for the Golden Knights uh National champions in football not too long ago, if I recall, right, Josh? Mm, yeah, former home oh, yeah. of the boat as well. Yeah, former home of the boat. Big things in UCF coming up. Uh, the boat going to L.A., so maybe uh, the Golden Knights will get a run going behind Taco Fall. Boat's going to Hollywood. What a story. <laughs> and as Josh stated earlier, I'm going to go with Justin Robinson. Um, he was the backbone of the team before his injury, averaging 13, 3, and 5, shooting close to 50% from the field. To me, if he's if he comes back on the same uh the same pace and the same uh pace of play that he did before his injury, I think that team is going to walk right into Duke and then 
from there, I think it's going to be a barn burner, as they say. Uh, I think I think Tech can do it. They shoot the ball really well, and they defend really well, and they can switch every matchup. I think it'll be a really good matchup if they end up meeting Duke in the Sweet 16. All right, those are your players to watch. Of course, uh, we'll be going through with all these regions. So, guys, let's look at the upset games because every single March Madness, you make or break your brackets based on if you can pick the double-digit teams to win their first-round games. That's where you pick up a lot of the points, the non-shock plays. So, Ryan, what is your biggest upset watch game in the first round of the East region? My upset out of the East I'm uh, really looking forward to is Minnesota in the Rick Pitino revenge game. His old school versus his son uh, in the East in a uh, 7-10 matchup, I believe it is. Yeah, 7-10 matchup. Winner gets to play most likely Michigan State, so their run will probably end there because I think Michigan State's a pretty good team this year. But it'll be a, a pretty exciting game, I think, between the two. Uh, I can't wait to see Rick Pitino at the game. You know he's going to be oh, there. He's going to make the trip oh, from Greece. Oh, he's, he's, he's going to be there. Like he's going to be courtside staring down. That, exactly. We need him <laughs> courtside. Will he potentially be on <laughs> two, the Minnesota Two bench? strippers. <laughs> Scantily clad strippers. <laughs> like You know they're strippers from, like, eye shot. You're just like... That's a process. Is there a prop bet on that? I, I'm pretty sure there probably. I hope on him bringing a hooker to the game, yeah. or how many, or if he's, he's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of hookers. He yeah. Has with them. It's probably one and a half. <laughs> over. Hammer the over. But yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that game. The Golden Gophers, I think, will take it. They also have a good team besides the uh, Patino revenge factor, trying to avenge the father's name. No, uh, I mean, and the whole Big Ten had the most teams in the tournament, right? They have eight. Yeah, ACC has seven. I feel like there's some uh, like George Bush Jr. going to Iraq to fight his father's war joke in here somewhere that PFT commenter can whip out, but I'm not smart enough to do it. So make your own joke. Do a Mad Libs for yourself. I, uh, horrible meme. I don't really. I think that all the the high seed or the low seeds are gonna win in this region. But me and Josh were talking earlier. Probably Belmont yeah. versus Maryland would be the biggest. The biggest upset I could see happening because Maryland, like Josh stated earlier, is on a deep like, big time. It's been the last couple of years now that Maryland's supposed to have like a very good team. They get bounced in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, and they just fall flat on their face. Like a couple of years ago, they had a bunch of prospects and they still didn't win you know very many games. And with Belmont, I like them a lot because they're a twenty six and five school, and I'll talk about them a little bit later when we talk about a uh, different segment, but. Coming out of the Ohio Valley Conference, they tied the regular season uh, record with Murray State. I really like Murray State as well. Um, and they're one of the highest scoring teams in the country, second highest. So, And you've seen Maryland really struggle to play defense. You saw that when they lost to Nebraska in the Big Ten <laughs> tournament. So I'm not very big on Maryland. I like what Belmont has to offer. And like now that we're looking at it, you know, it's a playing game between Belmont and Temple. So, I mean, if you're betting anything, I would take the winner of that game over Maryland, regardless of who it is. Mm. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just anti-Maryland more than pro-Belmont uh, in this matchup. Um, my Yeah, that was my favorite upset as well. Another one that you should probably look at as well is Liberty, mm-hmm. uh, another Virginia school. Lots of Virginia schools in this tournament this time around. And they have God on their side. They have God on their side. Um, the whole school in general has just been playing a lot better. The football team has been playing a lot better. The basketball school or the basketball side of the school has also been playing well, 28-6. and six. That's a pretty formidable record. Mississippi State has been up and down. They have a high ranking because they did really well in the SEC tournament, but I'm not convinced they're a very good team. Plus, out of all the upsets, the one with the highest frequency is the 5-12 matchup, and there's one every single year dating back to I don't remember how, but Ooh. it's one of the most frequent ones. Yeah, I saw a stat uh, recently. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was like, in like sixty percent of tournaments, the like twelve seed has has had a win. Yeah, at least one. Yeah, yeah, it's your best odds. Um, a lot of those are highlighted for me, just because those are always the matchups that make the most sense. And twelve seeds tend to be, you know, those twenty eight win teams with like five losses from the mid majors. So you always get really formidable teams. Um, we'll move over to the West, and um, we'll just get right into that. Um, as far as 12s go. Um, so, yeah, just real quick, though, we'll make our picks coming out of the East. 
I think this is pretty easy for all of us. We should just say it all at once and then move on. All right. Three, Three, two, one. Duke. Duke. Okay, let's go. All right. Yeah, Duke. Like I told John, I said, I I had made ten brackets, and I did not find a way that I didn't have Duke in the championship. I tried all sorts of different matchups, and I looked at all of it. Like, I really wanted to find a bracket where I didn't have Duke going very far, just to be different in case something happened. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Just, just do it. Like, I'm physically defeated. No, like, I can't have them losing to Virginia Tech. I can't have them losing to I LSU. could see them lose to Virginia Tech. But, like, LSU could also, you? Yeah. yeah. They've lost to him once. Without Zion. And, and without J-Rob. And, like, I don't Damn. Know. We'll see. Who's but I can't see that happening. I don't like LSU as much as everyone else does. I think their Kentucky coach and Tennessee are like, better players. Yeah, their coach is going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> so their coach They're is going to jail. As they fuck. have problems. I think Kentucky and Tennessee are both better teams out of that division. Can, that LSU needs to be focused on Yale right now. Yeah. Yale can put up points. Well, and the Ivy League LSU's teams are always Yale. very okay, good. I know, teams. but I'm just saying they, they're going to have to actually pay attention. Oh, well, you always have to pay attention. Well, unless you're. Well. Unless you're UVA. A 1 verse 16 for everyone else is locked up. Hammer, <laughs> hammer the Gardner Webb money line. <laughs> Dude, I bet it's great. I bet it's like plus 500. Oh, it's, it's probably insane. Uh, all right, so let's move over to the West. Um, more players to watch here from the West side of things. What's up? Um, my favorite team in the West is Texas Tech, so I went with Texas Tech's best player. Huge logic there, guys. Uh, Jarrett Culver is a uh, forward slash guard. He plays both. Um, he is a true freshman for Texas Tech, and what I really like about Culver is when you look through his game log this season, he's had his biggest games against the toughest teams. Iowa State, he had 31 points. Kansas, he had 26 points. Uh, against Iowa State, again, he had 20 points. 23 against Oklahoma, another tournament team. Against Duke, he dropped 25, 30 against Memphis. So this is a guy who can step up in the big moments and make big plays. Jarrett Culver. Watch I like out. it. Uh, I will take your Jarrett Culver and raise you two players, and I will take the Martin Twins out of Nevada. And uh, I saw uh, – I recently read an article by Master Tesfacion on Bleacher Report. Report. Yeah, exactly. Great article uh, that he put out on those two brothers in Nevada, and they're uh, both putting up great numbers. And uh, Caleb leading the team with 19.2 points – Five rebounds and about three assists, and his brother at 11.7 points, five assists, four and a half rebounds. So both of those guys getting it done. Um, love seeing brothers. I'll talk about another set of brothers whenever we get to our uh, our teams to watch for winning the entire tournament a little bit later on. But, yeah, I love those Martin twins, Adam Nevada. I could see the uh, Lobos making a run. Strong possibility. I'm going to highlight this 5-12 matchup, the Marquette-Murray State. Murray State's got Ja, he's extremely talented freshman. Going against my highlighted player, Marcus Howard. Uh, leads the entire comp or the entire tournament in points per game at twenty five even. Junior, he's been in the dance before. Love Marcus Howard. I, I that matchup is gonna blow me away. I'm so excited to watch it. And that's another thing back to what we were talking about before with the way the bracket was set up. I didn't want to see them that early, but I'm also kinda glad that they are going to play each other because that's going to just be tremendous. But, like, part of the problem is, like, I wanted Marquette to go to the Sweet 16. Exactly. I yeah. wanted Murray State to go to the Sweet 16. Yep. Now I'm forced to pick, and I don't want to do that. And I want what I want. There's your 12s. And another thing. I got a lot of 12s. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the 12s. Yeah, I may pick all and, uh But another thing, like, you were saying, with you hate to see them both uh, end whenever we wanted them to go so far. Not just wanting the teams to go so far. America should be able to see, like, Three or four games from Marcus Howard and Ja before they, they go to the yeah before they play each other or before they go to the league like yeah. the like the country can those are players that people will fall in love with mm-hmm. I think and and, and we we only have a chance to see one of them now and we none of us really got a chance to watch Ja no Murray State that yeah was, they're not on TV I didn't watch a single Murray State game Marquette was on FS1 all the I, time I, I watched a few Marcus Howard games and that kid can really go. Uh, only 20 years old, junior. Like I said, he's been in the dance before. I think it's going to be a, a, a straight battle. Yep. Yeah, and that's like what John was just talking about. That's my favorite upset. Um, that's the only real one that I can come through. I 
you know, I like Vermont and the way they shoot the ball in their offense, but I think Florida State's just a bigger team, stronger team. They'll get three seven footers. So they'll they'll get it done. You kind of want to take Arizona or St. John's over Buffalo, but Buffalo is a team with a pretty stout identity. They got in, they won their conference championship, uh, thirty-one and three. Now that's a damn good record. That's a team that really understands how to play together. Mm-hmm. They're not losing games, you know, to worse teams, which is impressive to get you know that far and get thirty wins. Not easily done. Um, you guys have some other upsets from the West. Yeah, I did take uh, Arizona State. I think they could. Uh... Maybe win a couple games um, if they can match up well against uh, Texas Tech, which I know you don't think they can. But uh, I really, I, I've liked watching Arizona State. They're one of those teams that, of course, is in the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 has been garbage this year. So it's kind of hard to get a gauge on if any of those teams are good at all because they're just playing against each other. Um, but. If you do get to catch Arizona State, which I'm sure you'll probably see them in the playing game because it's going to be the only one on at that time slot, Remy Martin is a guy to watch. He has not only an amazing name, but he's a great uh, like true point guard. You don't see that much in basketball. He distributes well, can score. Um, and if you were playing 2K, he's one of those guys his teammate grade would always be like an A-. Mm-hmm. He's just like he makes, the, he makes the right plays and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I, uh, I think Nevada is going to win against Florida, but I'm going to pick Florida just for conversation. Mm. An SEC team that went did really well in the tournament, actually, and they play in the SEC, so they play tough teams. They, they go to war over and over and over again. They're an older team, so I think that – and they can shoot the ball really well, so I think that if they're hot, they could probably give Nevada a run for their money, but after that I think it would stop against Michigan in the second round, but it's always a team to look for. I like it. All right, and uh, our team coming out of the West, guys, who do we have? I am going to take Marquette. I wow. love Marquette. They're one of my favorite teams in all of college basketball to watch this year. They made me a lot of money. Uh, I know everybody is, loves the upset pick for Murray State, and I think it's just one of those situations where people already love Murray State before the tournament even started, and people were going to pick them to go deep regardless of who they went up against. And I think Marcus Howard is your worst fucking nightmare if you're Murray State because he hears everybody talking about them, and he's one of those players that just gets fired up for things like that. He gets fired up for big games, and he wants to go off. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he puts 30 up and yeah. tries to embarrass Ja because he's just that's that's his mentality. He's got like the Mamba mentality, you know. He's not afraid of the big shot. He's not afraid to take a jumper in your face. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's kind of made for this big moment. And I hate that they would have to play the Florida State Vermont winner. If Vermont's coming off a win against Florida State, like who knows what's going on there? But if Florida State wins, they're continuing a hot streak. So, like, they're going to have to face two tough teams out of the gate, and then if they win them, you get rewarded with Gonzaga, which I think is probably the most winnable of all the one didn't seeds. They beat, they beat them twice, didn't they? And exactly. I believe they did beat Gonzaga this year. Um, Gonzaga lost to us, Tennessee, UNC. I'm sorry, UNC, okay. Tennessee, and I think they did lose to Marquette, the third one. I'm not, I'm not positive. Um, oh, no, they lost to St. Mary's. Was their oh, third that's loss. right. But, um, but, yeah, so I think that... It, that that could be a winnable game, and then you go up against Michigan and uh, or Texas Tech, which Josh, I believe, likes out of there. And uh, Michigan gets good Michigan, bad Michigan, so you never know with them. So I, I think Marquette could make a run out of there. They they faltered a bit at the end of the season, which is concerning, but I, I, love, the, I love that team. I think they're great. I'm going to go ahead, and my pick is Michigan. I think that coming through that bottom half of the bracket – their tough, their tough game is going to be if Nevada beats Florida, it's going to be Florida until they meet with either, like you said, Marquette, Gonzaga, Florida State. I think I'm going to go with Michigan coming out of that side to meet in the Final Four with Duke. And great coaching prevails. And yeah, Mark Madness a lot of time, and Michigan has a fantastic. Yeah, been there coach. a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Texas Tech. Um, Ryan brought that up. Um, yeah, I like Jared Culver. I like Texas Tech. Um, I think out of a lot of the Big 12 schools, not a lot of them get a ton of respect because they don't play defense. Texas Tech knows how to play D. Um, part of that problem, though, is going to be there's a huge log jam to me in the bottom half of the West with Texas Tech 
Nevada and Michigan all going to play each other within one or two games after their initial matchups. Uh, so that'll be a tough test for Texas Tech if they can get out of there, though. Uh, they're looking at Gonzaga, which I view to be the weakest one seed. I think everyone does. Um, I just I have trouble respecting Gonzaga every year, and most years you're proven correct. Some years, you know, I don't have it right in front of me, but I remember them being in the Final Four not that long ago. No, they UNC beat them in the national championship. And that was two back. years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, so occasionally yes, they will go on these runs, but I like not taking a one seed here. Um, when you build your final fours, that's one of the things you have to do. You can't take all one seeds. You have to have some twos or threes or fours in there mm-hmm. just to be a little bit different. Uh, we'll move over now to the Midwest. Uh, and the Midwest player to watch for me might be the best name in the Midwest. His name is Fletcher McGee. Number might three. Name, might be the best name the in guard the guard from Wofford. And I really like Wofford. Uh, Fletcher McGee with 20.5 points a game. Field goal percentage are just under 45. Wofford's a team that really likes to shoot the ball, and Fletcher McGee is suspect number one in that category. Um, Wofford winning 20 straight games coming into this. He's a senior. Guard play is extremely crucial in the tournament, I think, as opposed to big men. You know, big men come and go with tourney matchups, but guard play is huge. Uh, So Fletcher McGee from Wofford, that's my player to watch from the Midwest. Uh. I like Sam Merrill out of Utah State. Probably not a lot of people have heard of him because he's from Utah State. And uh, he was the Mountain West Player of the Year. Uh, He's a great uh, player for them. He just puts up numbers. He averages 21.2 points a game, four rebounds, and four assists for them. Uh, Utah State is matched up against Washington, where uh, we'll get to my best bets later, but I have a bet for that game. So they'll uh, have a tough matchup with the Huskies, but like I'll say probably a bunch of times in this podcast, I fucking hate the Pac-12. I hate, yeah, I, I, hate I hate, especially how much I watched of the Pac-12 this year because of the fact they're just on the West Coast and their games are on last. Yep. So it's really unfair that time makes me watch the Pac-12. So I'll bring up how much I hate them every opportunity I get because... Time makes well, me like watch it. A lot of their teams just aren't <laughs> exciting at all. No. Who won their conference championship? Uh, Oregon. They went and on a run. That's also and that's Oregon conference. minus Bowl Bowl. Yep. <laughs> and that's also the conference that Luke Walton commentates in? Bill right. Walton. Bill, Bill Walton. It's, right. Oh, that's the only thing that makes it oh, watchable. No, I'm muted. I can't <laughs> Jessica will come out here and smack you if you talk too much about Bill Walton. No, let me be quiet. She loves Bill. I'm going to get – my player to watch is going to be – you guys should be real shocked here. Nizir Little, um, the number three player coming into – Never the, heard of him. <laughs> the number three player coming into the – Isn't he a rapper? Yes. Uh, does he play for Radford? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't had a very good year. He definitely hasn't had a top three player recruit or recruiting player uh, year. He only averages about nine and a half points a game. He's had a couple really good games against Tech, a big blowout win. Um, he's had a couple other solid performances, but I feel as if he can just keep chipping, and if he turns into just half of the player that we thought he would be, UNC might be unstoppable because we got the shooting, we got the big guy play, and he's very versatile, 6'6", 220 pounds, just big, athletic, can play defense, can rebound. Can't really shoot the ball, but he can get in there and battle. I, if he can really turn it up, I think that UNC is going to be a very tough team to beat. Well, I already think they're going to be a really tough team to beat, but that's neither here nor there. All right, upset games, guys, here. This is where I had the most trouble in the middle. I have zero. I think because most years, you know, we talk about the history of the brackets. Most years there is just one region that goes one, two, three, four mm-hmm. in the Sweet 16. I think this could very well be one of those. Yeah, I think the – Easiest upset to pick on this region, though, if you were, like, gun to your head, had to pick one, would be Seton Hall. They had a decent run yeah. through the tournament. Um, but we all like Wofford a lot. But, yeah, we yeah. do all love Wofford, so that makes that impossible for us. And we can't talk about Wofford without mentioning Cameron Jackson from Winchester. That would just be wrong to, yeah, he's from Winchester. to not His talk about him. His high school is dumb. His high school is dumb. They blew a state championship whenever he was there. In probably one of the most embarrassing fashions I've ever seen in basketball. If you have the free time, 
please look up Hanley in uh, the state championship a couple years ago <laughs> and read about that you hate fucking disaster. It. You, hate yeah, you really hate to see it. <laughs> you really do. All right, John, what do you think? You already know I'm going with a 5 and a 12. I don't have to throw it out yeah, there. I, don't really, I, I, don't, I really don't have one. Um, I'm going to go with Northeastern. I don't... I don't the believe, CAA, baby. I don't believe in Kansas one bit. Send JMU a check. No, Jamie. That's no. Either. That's what happens if Northeastern wins. We get a check. Why? Because that's how NCA money, money is distributed. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So that's why you should root for your teams in your conference, unless it's like Duke. North Carolina's gonna. I know, but I'm just saying. So Pitt's you, but you have money for all the teams. <laughs> exactly. The that's ACC cool. I didn't know money's that. Yeah. In. Well, it doesn't really matter to big teams like you guys, yeah. but like for smaller conferences, like when your teams make a run, like there was one year that VCU and George Mason both made a run, and then they both immediately left the CAA. Their money stayed in the CAA for like three years because they don't I'm pay like, it all at what once. What do you get? Like what kind of? It's deal? like a million dollars split between your conference for each win. Oh. So like cool. if you win three games, that's three million dollars, and you have go. three teams in there that win three games, that's nine million dollars yeah. split between the teams. So it's a lot of money. All right, um, mine twelve New Mexico State the Aggies. Um, love that five twelve matchup. They were only in a couple of big games against tournament teams. They lost by three to Kansas early in the season. They lost to St. Mary's by a lot. Um, <laughs> but they're from the whack, and people that are whack are unpredictable. Big facts. So that's uh, that's where I'm going to leave it at there. That's how much I'm struggling with upsets in this region. Uh, who's who's coming out? Who's coming out of this region, guys? You can go first. <laughs> I'm picking Kentucky. I know you are. I've been very out in front about taking Kentucky this year. I think they have... You know, I think it kind of helps that they don't have super recruits like they have the past few years. I think they've bonded a little bit better. John Calipari is from my alma mater. He's also a royal dickhead. Uh, <laughs> he is a big dickhead, but if you lived up there that long, you would see why. Um, so I like Kentucky. I like the way they've played. They blew out Tennessee. They got blown out by Tennessee, so there's a lot of margin of error on this team. So, But I'm also one who operates on the do theory, and it's been a long time since Kentucky's made a run, and I think they have a favorable bracket if they can get past Wofford in the second round. Yeah, I also have Kentucky out of that region. And um, one more thing to touch about Kentucky, uh, shout-out to our friend Adam Nordling who put us onto this trend. Hammer, Kentucky, Unders, you make a they lot play of money. Good team defense. They too. play good yeah. team defense, and a lot of times, if they're winning, they'll get out to a lead. The other team will give up. Well, I know, and you don't have to worry and about. I know it. coaches always say this is the best group of guys, but I think cohesively, like I already mentioned, this might be the best team Kentucky's ever had because they don't have an mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, they don't have a John Wall, they, they don't have a Carl Anthony Towns. That like go blue guy that they have on part of my take. Um, that's on there every once in a while. That's what he said about Kentucky going into the year because people were, like, not high on them uh, because they didn't have that, that draft class that gets the wow no. factor. Like, Zion didn't go to Kentucky. And uh, so th- he was saying even though they don't have that, this is maybe their most cohesive and team. And they're a, they're a motivated group mm-hmm. because they're not super high up on the NBA draft board. Yeah. I think the tournament is a big platform. You know, you saw Steph Curry all those years ago, and like you said, C.J. McCollum. Mm-hmm. This is the last audition, you know, the exit interview for mm-hmm. the NBA. So I think players... Steph? Yeah, I said Steph. Oh, did you Nick, say... I thought you said C.J. Yeah, McCollum. Davidson. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean, sometimes it helps not to have a star-studded team. John, mm-hmm. who'd you take? Y'all know who I took. <laughs> no. Tar. About the clown, the whole bracket. I thought you were about to do like a clap. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I, uh, coming out of that side, Kansas is going to lose. We're probably going to end up seeing, I think, Auburn. And the Sweet 16. That's a W, yeah. And then we're going to come down to the bottom, and I think it's going to be Kentucky and Iowa State. I think Iowa State beats Kentucky, and I think we play Iowa State. And I think we handle Iowa State. I think you State. Would beat Iowa State, yeah. Who would you be most afraid of? Kentucky or Houston? Kentucky. Kentucky. Who would you be more afraid of, Houston or Iowa State? Oh, Houston's in this bracket. I'm not. I don't, I'm not high on Houston. I, I like, like Houston a lot. I think Houston is. It would be a scary They're team a to play. Gun team. I would see. That's what we are, and we're the best at it. Yeah, but you guys are a little bit more structured. Houston pulls up from everywhere. That's fine. Let them do it. Actually, no, I don't like that because those type of players always seem. Because what if they hit that? No, it always happens to us. Exactly. So, like, they might. It might happen. I'm still not worried about them, but I think Houston is one of the scariest teams in there. 
this is we win that. This is one of those things where like I planted my flag on Kentucky, but also everyone and their mom is taking the Tar Heels, so I need mm. to pick up points late in the bracket for yeah. this pick. I gotta be different. Yeah, I'm, I'm different. I hate it. I'm different. Yes, as, I'm different. As James Bruce would say, oh, I hate it. Oh, God, <laughs> I hate when he says that. Me now. too. That's why. <laughs> I uh, didn't notice he said it. No, until he went now. through that. He one, says it all the time. And he, he does went through say that it. one phase in the group meeting where he said it, and it never every stops. single time. I don't hate it. Like oh, we, hate we it. all like thought it was funny, and then it never ended. And then at the fantasy draft, he's like, I don't hate it. Like James, shut yeah, up. Damn it, James. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said it a few times too when we were on the show last. Probably. Week. We'll have to go back and look. Um... Free tournament entry to Gritty Sports Challenge if you go back to last week's and you listen to James and <laughs> come back with how many times he said, I don't hate it. <laughs> I will honor that. No random guesses. If you get it wrong, I'll block you. <laughs> uh, right. You don't even get to listen to our show anymore. No, you don't get to listen. Uh, Rochelle will send you gonna, us an assist s- from our <laughs> webcam. Are you going to spend time to listen to it again? No. <laughs> Well, how do we know if they're lying or not? Because I think it's a number in my head, and if they don't pick that number, they're oh, getting okay. blocked. <laughs> Good luck, Fair. guys. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to the South. Um, players to watch. For me, Carson Edwards of Purdue. Um, outside the ECC, I think the Big Ten might be the best conference in college basketball this year from top to bottom. Purdue is always a team that's in this position. Mm-hmm. They seem to get slowed up later in the tournament when they play teams with better defense. But I think for the first weekend of the tournament, you're going to see Purdue play Old Dominion. I'm expecting an absolute slaughter in that game. And then they're probably going to see St. Mary's. Um, We'll talk about that in a second between them and Villanova. Um, So I I think they drop a lot of points on St. Mary's um, because they come out of that Gonzaga division where they all give up a ton of points all the time. Um, So Carson Edwards, he's also a dude who scores a lot in big games. And I was looking through game logs of a lot of these players that I was going to be watching he has probably the most 20-point games I've seen than anybody else, so he's consistent. He gets you what you need to get. If for some reason you play tournament DFS DraftKings and that's your thing, that's way down the rabbit hole, but <laughs> Carson Edwards is a guy you want to play. I don't think you can even do that, you can. can you? Yeah, they, they have college basketball DFS. Fuck that. <laughs> that sounds awful. What the hell, man? They have college football DFS, too. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> You've obviously been down the rabbit hole. I did for college football, yeah, but not college basketball. Not something, there are too many players to keep track of, honestly. But Ryan, player to watch. Yeah, out of the South, uh, you got to love Ethan Happ, especially if you're a Wisconsin fan. Is it no PP or two? Two. Nice. Ethan Happ is two PPs. super tall, super long, just gets all over the stat sheet, 17 and a half points, 10 rebounds a game, 4.6 assists. But one thing you will notice is, unlike probably every other player to watch that we may have talked about and uh, a lot of stars for your team, late in the game, they usually take him out because he's so bad at free throws. He is such a liability to the team. And uh, Wisconsin has realized that they win more games when they take him out because he just gets targeted by the defense so much. So watch for Ethan Happ for the first 35 minutes of the game. He because he will put up stats, and hopefully he can give Wisconsin a big enough lead. I'm going to go with Admiral. I'm about to butcher his last name. Schofield? Schofield? I don't know. Yeah, Schofield. Admiral Schofield. Schofield out of Tennessee. Senior. Uh, plays forward center. He's the heart and soul of the team. He yams. He's, he's played – I mean, he's the, one of the biggest reasons why they're a two-seed and they're 29-5. and five. The team is very good, and he's the anchor, the heart, the soul – I'm going with him. I don't really have much to say on him. I don't really like Tennessee, but that dude is huge. Very big guy. All right. Um, So those are our players to watch for the whole tournament. Check it out. Um, Upset games now for the South. I have a lot in the South. Um, So Ryan and I agreed to split up ours. Um, You go ahead, Ryan, because I forgot what we decided. (laughs) Okay. I took... uh... University of California, Irvine, as my upset. Uh, I think that for two reasons. One of them is Kansas State is actually not very good. Uh, they have a 25-8 record, um, but coming out of a, a very average conference, uh, not really any marquee wins. They beat Kansas uh, once, and but who didn't? And they also beat Texas Tech once. But other than that, nothing really to write home about. 
And uh, UCI has had a couple quality wins this year. Their biggest one over St. Mary's where they won by five. But they're just a, a really complete team. Uh, they won 16 games in a row to head in, so they're on quite a streak. Uh, you know, they always say in the tournament you want to get hot at the right time, and they could be one of those guys that gets hot at the right time. Uh, they play really, really good defense, and they have one of the best field goal defenses in the league. And uh, they're also a team that doesn't rely heavily on one player, so uh, you can't really focus on anyone to shut them down. Mm-hmm. They're just going to play good team basketball. And uh, if you're Kansas State, you should be worried about that because that's what you've struggled against this year. I like it. I don't know. I'm going to go with Oregon over Wisconsin. I'm not sold on Wisconsin. I don't really have – I don't really like Wisconsin. I haven't liked them in the past couple years ever since – it's been about two or three years that I've kind of fell off the Wisconsin bandwagon, a 23-10 and record in a pretty mediocre conference. I'm I'm rocking with Oregon. All right. And uh, the last one would be St. Mary's. This is a partially personal thing against the city of Philadelphia and also the fact that St. Mary's is coming in hot, like Ryan said. They beat Gonzaga in their conference championship game, and they kept Gonzaga close in the other game. St. Mary's is also a team that seems to be in the tournament all the time. They've been there. They've done that. The Mm -hmm. staff has done it. Um, They're in the south region, which is going to prove to be a little bit tricky. Uh, with picking matchups, but I think that gross. <laughs> Dude, the Raiders have become my least favorite team in like the last week. Vontez Burfitt just signed yeah, with the Raiders. We have Burfitt and AB on the same team. They're two favorite people. I hate them both. Well, now AB can't get rocked by him anymore, so that's mm, good. Except in practice. Dang. What if he's like a, a sleeper cell agent? Just He hates Antonio Brown, and he's going to fucking kill him in practice. <laughs> Because he comes across the middle yeah, in like a non-contact jersey one day. Like, Vontaze Burfecht is like insane. Yeah. He's an insane He's person. Nuts. He just have a bad day and go AWOL. <laughs> so St. Mary's over Villanova. The Oakland Raiders, I hope, go on 16. Um, so now that puts us... So that's all our upsets. So now we're going to talk about the team coming out, and then we're going to get to our Cinderella teams. We're going to make a case. We're going to plant our flag, because if you don't put it on tape... I don't give a shit what you have to say. <laughs> nope. you got to put it on tape, say it with your chest, as Jeff Manns always says, and I love that. Um, so I'm taking Tennessee. I want a Tennessee-Kentucky rematch. I think that would be amazing. Uh, the game that they played in the SEC semifinals just a couple of days ago was awesome. Wouldn't there be a better rematch after that to happen? Well, I mean, if Duke and UNC ended up in the championship, that would be awesome. I'm, I'm just asking, but that's four times. I think that would be one of the best rematches. You play a team four times, like... You straight up know what they're going to do, and you just there's have no, to beat them there's no straight up. Anymore, yeah. Yeah. You just have to outman the other team. Lace up and pull I really like Tennessee, too. Your player to watch. Watched him a bunch. He's awesome. Tennessee can run the floor. They also play defense just like Kentucky. And they're in Virginia's bracket. So <laughs> exactly. going to make it out. Exactly. So uh, out of this region, the most important thing to note is that this is Virginia's bracket. So therefore... <laughs> There will be a different Therefore, team. <laughs> going to the Therefore, definitely a different team than Virginia will be winning it. Uh, I have my Elite Eight matchup as uh, Wisconsin and Tennessee with Tennessee coming out of there. And uh, I think they're just one of the better teams in basketball. Uh, they were ranked number one for a while there. Yep. Uh, just a really good team. Um, they have Admiral Schofield. They have just great players all up and down that roster. They played in a, an SEC that was pretty up this year. They seem to play with a purpose, too, because a lot of games they are shit-pumping teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're very, yeah, hustle-aggressive. They're very they're aggressive. Yeah. They're an angry team. I'm also going with Tennessee for both reasons y'all mm-hmm. said. Uh, main one being it's UVA's bracket and uh, – you can't win in the tournament when uh, Tony Bennett is your coach because he is so it's a like, pussy. Is, are you guys getting like a little voice in the back of your head that's just like everyone's against Virginia? And like, bet Virginia, bet Virginia, bet Virginia. No. There's so many people I'm that are saying, still for Virginia. I'm, I'm, really? I'm, I'm yeah. There. There, Where like, are these people? Dude, people are betting heavily on Virginia. I would love Virginia. to take. I would love to have a rational conversation <laughs> with those people. Dude, people are high yeah, on Virginia. I just like so many people I talk to, and like this is the first year where like I'm not gonna let UVA mess up my bracket because like I know where the bodies are buried. And I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> but like the back of my head is just like Josh. This is the year UVA goes to the Final Four because they hate you and the world hates you. 
and it's going to bust your bracket because you're a dick. Like, that's just how I feel deep down. I don't have the balls to do it because, one, I like Tennessee, and, two, I think it would be really funny for Virginia to lose early again. But I don't know. I just wondered if anyone had that scary thought in the back of their head because nope. I definitely no. have it. I, I, don't I have, have it. zero faith in U- University of Virginia in the tournament. All right. Uh, let's talk about our Cinderella's, then we're going to go over our favorite bets, uh, and then we'll we'll get on to the the actual tournament in a couple of days. It'll be a fun fun time. Uh, pretty much basketball on from noon until one in the morning. Uh, so Cinderella's guys, I already talked about them. The Belmont Bruins. Anytime mid major team, yeah, little baby <laughs> tiny bears. Boston stole the color scheme from the Penguins. Um, <laughs> Gotta throw that in there in case Tyler's listening or Adam. Uh, yeah, so Cinderella, Belmont Bruins. Anytime you get an at-large bid as a mid-major, the conference or the uh, the uh, committee thinks that you pretty much have what it takes, and the committee looks at this stuff a lot more than I do. And coming in as an 11 seed and being a playing game, we saw Syracuse last season come in as a playing team at 11. They started rattling off wins. I think that could be Belmont this year. Uh, they get the playing game to gain some confidence. And like I said, they're the second highest scoring team in all of college basketball. So if they get out and they punch you in the face quick, they're not going to let up. I like Belmont. I like it. Um, I think uh, if I had to pick a Cinderella team this year, I talked about them a little bit earlier, it would be uh, Seton Hall. I think they're a pretty good team uh, coming out of their bracket and they uh, had a good run in the Big East tournament, and uh, they lost to Villanova by two in their final game there. And uh, they were led by Miles Powell this season, who's just put up crazy numbers, 22 points and four rebounds on average this year. And he, he's just a baller. Uh, as a team, they shoot the three very well, and that's a scary thing come tournament time. Uh, in case you haven't been keeping track at home, threes are worth more than twos. And they shoot a lot of threes. So I like Seton Hall to make a run. Yes, that's how Golden State wins. You know who shoots the best three-point percentage in the whole conference? Uh, Player-wise. Step out on a legend, say the Tar Heels. No. Player-wise. Whoever plays for North Carolina. I'm going to say Markel Fultz. It's your guy from Pitt. Oh, nice. Cam Johnson. Cam shoots 50% from three. I want to be mad at Cam because he left, but I don't blame him for leaving. He did the right thing. Ken Stallings is a dickhead. He did the right thing. Worst coach I've ever seen. <laughs> People, because this is <laughs> going to happen. Weird. This is going to happen with UVA in a couple of years. They're just going to keep choking, and they're going to be like, "We want Tony Bennett's head on a spike." Let me just say this: <laughs> We should have never fired Jamie Dixon. It is not better on the other side. The grass is not greener. It's brown as shit. What about you have Jeff? Don't Cable. do it. We have Jeff Capel now. We had Ken Stallings last yeah. three years. When Jeff we had Capel Jamie Dixon, be, Jeff Capel will turn it around. He should be fine. That's not what I'm talking about. Jamie Dixon, Pitt was a one seed, like five out of like ten years. Like we were balling. The Big East was ours. He couldn't win a big game, and we fired him. Now we're twelve and twenty-one. <laughs> Hold steady on your good coaches. It's better to lose in the tournament than not be there at all. All right, I'm problem. Ready. I agree. I'm off my soapbox. I can't tell you when I've ever seen my school have a bad coach, but yeah, it's neither here nor there. I was gonna go with Florida, just, but I'm gonna go out on the limb here and go Gardner Webb. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're, they have the easiest yeah. first round matchup. This is the, the reason why I say this. UVA last year lost. Oh, the voice lost in my head was just going crazy. Who did UVA lose to last year? UMBC. What was UMBC? The best 16 seed this they were year. Retrievers. Gardner Webb is the best 16 seed. History's gonna repeat itself. They gotta be scared. That would be ridiculous. UVA. Safe travels home. Cancel UVA. I think they would have to self-impose the death penalty <laughs> if they lost to another 16 yes. seed. Like just take three years off. Yes. Rebuild. It's kind of like the like a yeah like an academic scandal or something. <laughs> they just, they just suck. They do it to themselves. You're not allowed to come back for three. They years. intensely don't play their best players. Get your shit together. <laughs> okay, so those are our uh, Cinderella teams. Um, I have a list in front. Wow. of Wow. So I'm just gonna run through them real quick. What FDU happened? just ended up winning. They blew. Uh, they got a 13 point lead, and they're gonna play against Farley Dickinson. Learn oh. it. The Knights. Right on. They're playing the Zags. They're beating Gonzaga. 
Hot dog, another one. <laughs> I'm riding with him, Farley Dickinson. Let's do it. <laughs> he is writing in pencils. <laughs> All right, so let's go over the betting stuff because I know everybody wants to make money and they want to gamble. If you are saying that that you don't, then you're a liar. And, and I don't if trust you. If you lie about gambling, then you probably have a problem. <laughs> um, so let's. I'm going to run through mine real quick and just something we're going to go through. Ryan and I might have the same stuff, so definitely bet those if we both have the same thing. Uh, St. Mary's money line, right now they're a plus five. I think they win that game against Villanova. The money lines aren't official yet, so I'm not going to give up anybody's hopes with like a plus 200 line. Um, let's see. Uh, Wofford right now, money line. They're only favored by two and a half points. That's a little tight. I think they cover that. I think they win the game. So you want to take a money line bet there. Also take the over at 143.5 for Wofford. Uh, we're going to be taking the Nevada money line as well against Florida. They are two-point favorites, so why not get some money line and get some plus points there. Um, Purdue minus 12.5. We're going to take the points. I know it's a lot to cover, but I like Purdue. They, they play the ODU. Ball. Yeah, they're playing yeah. ODU. They're thir- or twelve and a half. That might move closer to thirteen or fourteen. What's the UNC money line? Did you check that for me? UNC money line is not going to be very good, John. I don't. I think just, you'd I'm want just to curious to see what they it don't is. even have the money lines up just yet. No. But uh, I would guess it's going to be like minus three hundred. So yeah. you would make. I, I, no, nothing. I was just curious. Yeah. I would take UNC with the points right now. They're minus twenty four if you're taking anything. Uh, I didn't put it to my list, but Gardner Webb. Is uh, 23 and a half money line. dogs. No, Gardner no Webb money, money line. line. But I think it's a good idea. Gardner Webb plus 23 and a half. I don't think Virginia scores enough points to pull away from that spread. Well, they're um, going to lose. Oh, okay. Then, then you get your points anyways. But they're not going to win by more than 24. Um, and it's 135.5 the over-under. Take the under. Um, Texas Tech is a 14-point favorite against Northern Kentucky. Sorry, Chris. We're taking the minus 14 for Texas Tech. They are going to just shit-stomp them. (laughs) Houston minus 12 as well against Georgia State. This is another game that's not going to be close from about five minutes into it. Um, Then we're going to be taking, I wrote, oh, Murray State. We're going to be taking Murray State at the money line, and then we're going to be taking UC Irvine at the money line. The UC Irvine money line, is not a or is actually going to be a popular bet because the line for that game is only uh, minus four wow. for the team. That, yeah, it's, it's minus four Kansas in a four thirteen matchup. So that tells you that a lot of people in Vegas like UC oh, Irvine. Yeah, we're going to wow. jump on that wagon and we're going to take the money line. Wow, that's all I got. I'll post them on Twitter. Is tomorrow. there are all the twelve fives pretty spread or how is that? Uh, well, I didn't look at a lot of the 12 fives because I was going to do it anyways. Um, but Liberty, I got a whole bunch of numbers in front of me right now, John. Uh, but, uh, Liberty right now is plus six and a half and all the money though, the money line bets is 97% of the money right now is going on Liberty plus six and a half. So that's another big chalky one in the betting trends right now. What about the last one I just want to know is Murray State, uh, Marquette. Yeah, Murray State um, is plus four right now, so that's going to be a tight game. So that's a game I would want to take the money line on if you think they're going to win. Plus four. All right, so my bets that I like, um, and some of these you might want to hold on because uh, the points will change going down to the wire, like Marquette, Murray State. If you like Marquette... That's going to get down to a a two-and-a-half points. Exactly. If you like Marquette... Wait till right before tip. Yeah. If you like Murray State, stop listening to the podcast. Go place your bet right now because yeah, it's going to get closer. That's the biggest thing. Like, if you're actually listening to this and taking our advice, then okay. But uh, <laughs> you have to understand from gambling things. You know what we're talking about today is going to be drastically different than Thursday at eight mm-hmm. o'clock at night. So, uh, but other than that, some of the other bets I like. I love Wisconsin at minus one and a half. Uh, I'm not an Oregon fan. I've had some people try to talk me up on them today because they had a, a decent. They had a decent run through the Pac-12 tournament, uh, but it was the Pac-12 well, tournament. You also are really high on Wisconsin. So exactly, and I do like Wisconsin. So which Ethan, will lose? Shout Oregon. out Ethan Hap. Um, and another reason I'm super high on Wisconsin is because I think that they will get just far enough to break Big Cat's heart, like <laughs> not win it all, but just win a couple games. 
That's why I think they'll beat UVA just because that will get Big Cat's hopes up to that they will actually win it all and then they'll lose the, the very Big next Cat, game. Big Cat honestly thinks Wisconsin's going to win it all. He's a fucking nut. Well, Dude. he is a nut, but... Well, you think UNC's going to win it all every year even when they're not good? I don't. I do so, not think they're going to win it all last year. Um, but anyway, moving on to my other bets that I really like. I like Yale plus eight. And don't compare UNC to Wisconsin. What the hell was that? They're very similar. Where? They're very similar. Where? 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 similar ever. Exactly. Yeah, maybe when, yeah, exactly. maybe like 30 Where? years ago. Um. Anyway, so Yale plus eight, I like that. And I know Ivy League Jim likes it. So take that as you will. Uh, no, I don't like that. Exactly. <laughs> um, the exact opposite. I got some scaries. Now, uh, Jim's curse hasn't been as bad lately. He was 2-2 two and two on basketball bets last week, 0-2 uh, oh in soccer bets, which is funny because that's what he's supposed to know the most about. What the fuck, Jim? Get it together. So another bet uh, that I really like is Houston minus 12. If you've been following Houston this year at all, you know that their point spreads have been outrageous, and minus 12 is actually pretty good for them. Uh, not many of their games have been very close uh, in their wins, and I think this uh, first round could be quite a blowout. That's for our guarantee. Ryan and I are both on it. Houston minus 12. We guarantee it. Put it on tape. And then as much as I've bashed the Pac-12 all day long, I'm going to make a bet at Washington plus 3.5 right now. Underdogs against Utah State. If they can't get the win, I'm sure they can give their fans a heartbreaker. So uh, I like Washington at plus three and a half. And then another super mega lock that me and Josh both like is the UVA under. Uh, they're playing a not very good team. and They uh, are playing a great team. I'm sorry. They're playing a great 16 seed if we're joking around. But if we're putting yes. our money on it, then. But, but if we're betting the over under, saying, then it doesn't matter either way. Exactly. It's not going over whether they That's win true. or lose. That's true. It's not going over under either way. Because if they lose, it's because they scored like 50 points. Yeah. So, take the under with UVA. Let's go Gardner. One more thing before we wrap it up. Something interesting. The, we still uh, need to do our uh, favorites to win it all. Uh, yeah, we do have to do that. But one thing, you know, people in this area would be very interested. 57% of the money is siding on St. Louis against the tech spread. So, they're taking St. Louis plus St. Louis a had a uh, nice little run through their conference tournament. So. I, I've thought about that. As 57%. The Billikens. The Billikens. I don't know what a Billikin is. It's like a weird little devil-looking creature. Is it a I leprechaun. Oh, I saw a real leprechaun at St. Patrick's Day. He was very drunk. Nice. <laughs> he was at Nana's. Did you give him a kiss? No. Okay. I thought he was gonna you bite my ear. I've seen. Have you seen those leprechaun movies with Jennifer Aniston? Where the <laughs> leprechaun is like a demon. Have you seen the no. leprechaun movie with the basketball? What is that one? Uh, yeah, Luck of the Irish. Yeah, that's a good that, one. That, that, that little Disney leprechaun movie. is fucking creepy. Yeah, he is creepy. I think like leprechauns are evil. But... He, he owns the chip factor. And Tyler is one year away from being fake Irish. Um, <laughs> and if he ever comes on this podcast again, I'll call him. Who's out. Tyler? <laughs> Tyler was like. Part of the heyday when we were a boy band, and then he went <laughs> off on his own. But, but he didn't do anything more successful, so he's kind of just like weird. <laughs> he has his own line of shampoo. Because <laughs> uh, he always has nice hair. That. Shout out Tyler's hair. He has very small hair. Uh, all right, so yeah, let's talk about our final fours. I have Duke, Texas Tech, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Um, like I already explained, Duke is going to the championship game. There's no fucking way around it. I want it to be different, but I can't. Uh, and then Kentucky. And then I have Kentucky winning the national championship. John Calipari gets another ring. That seems just stupid to me. Me and Josh have uh, very, very similar brackets this year in regards to our Final Four. I also have uh, Duke, Tennessee, and Kentucky, but I have Duke facing off against my Marquette Golden Eagles. And uh, they will, of course, be losing to Duke because everybody else will. Until they get to Kentucky, where Kentucky will also be winning. Let's go, John Calipari. Book it. Hammer the Kentucky. Get the click, baby. What, what is Kentucky's odds? Like 35 to 1 right now? No, or they're actually 14. Oh, it's bastards. still good odds. That's bastards. disgusting. They're still good odds. They were like 30 to 1 or something before I the SEC tournament. I think one of the best odds you can take, though, is Michigan State at 20 to 1. Yeah. That's a good I odd like that. that I saw. All right, John. So I convince Duke. us that UNC is not going to win. Oh, hold on. I, I'll do some convincing. I wanted to say one other thing about why I think Marquette's going to get to the Final Four because everybody talks about Marcus Howard, and he's very, very good. But there are two players that when you are watching Marquette games, they're going to stick out to you because I think they uh, 
are both just ballers. And it's Joey Hauser and Sam Hauser. They are obviously brothers. And uh, Sam Hauser this year has had eight 20-point games. And in those 20-point games, he has at least four three-pointers. So he's just a guy that can light it up from outside and pour on points. So don't think if Marcus Howard only gets uh, 20 or 15 points that Marquette still can't come away with the victory there uh, in that tough matchup with Jaw. So uh, another, uh, and with Joey Hauser, he has eight 15-point games this year. Um, and he also uh, is coming off a season high towards the end of his season uh, against Xavier where he had 21 points and he was 5 of 6 from 3. Wow. And uh, he also has some good numbers against the other uh, top teams in the Big East. So keep I a lookout for the, uh, for the Hauser brothers uh, along with Marcus Howard. They are a scary team, and uh, they also have a big man whose name is escaping me right now who really always matter. gets in foul trouble, and that's why his name is escaping me. So if he can stay out of foul trouble, then I think Marquette could be really dangerous, and they will give a lot of teams a run for their money, but probably not Duke. So we both, all three of us have Duke, Tennessee in, their top, in our top quadrant of the mm-hmm. bracket. Yep. I'm going with Michigan out of the West, and I'm going with my Tar Heels out of the Midwest. And UNC will beat Tennessee, and Duke will beat Michigan, having a fourth matchup. And this is where... Leading to John's first stroke at the age of 24. (laughs) (laughs) Strong possibility to watch. The first of many. (laughs) Roy Williams leads a team that is third in the the NCAA in scoring at 86 points a game with two younger or lower mid-major schools at one and two. They have three, three players averaging about 16 points a game and two more... Averaging one more, one almost averaging ten, and two more averaging around the eight eight and a half point range. That's a lot of scoring, and uh, with Nazir Little not even really breaking into his potential, if he can get hot, like I said earlier in the podcast, and we have three seniors, two that have won rings, that that just seems like a good recipe for another one. I have uh, UNC beating Duke eighty eight eighty five to win our seventh ring, and just to continue to run away from. The competition. All right, so since Ryan and I are on Kentucky, and you're on UNC, we should make some sort of bet that involves you having to buy us wings if we're right and you don't get to eat them. Yep. Because I like wings? Yes. Yes. That's you can super, come up with something for us. That's super fucked, but yeah, that's cool. We can do it. Uh, <laughs> we you can make us drink, like, fucking Michelob for oh a Oh, God, no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes. No. Right now. Right. All right. So, no. so if John wins, Ryan and I drink Michelob. Let me pick the week. Fantasy draft weekend. No. Yes. I'm not, well, I'm not making that bet, well, dude. Okay. Hold on. Okay, if, the uh, first night. The whole night. Hold the on. first one. Right, hey, okay. okay, that's fair. And then I, you all eat wings in front of me. One you day. have to buy us wings. And you all eat them. At... Yeah. Buffalo Wing Factory in Ashburn. And slash you are, and you both are buying. The and you have to get like a burger or something. Okay. <laughs> that ain't a problem. All right, like, it's a done deal. Like, All right, we'll run me and Ryan win. Afterwards, John has to buy us wings and eat a burger at <laughs> Buffalo Wing Factory, which is in Northern Virginia. They have amazing wings. And we will buy us and him Michelob for yep. our first night. Yep. At the beach, yep. so pretty much a thirty rack of Michelob. They even they don't sell thirties in Michelob. No, probably they probably only sell 24. six packs. <laughs> yeah, because everybody who drinks it's it not is car true. friendly. Yep. Not shit <laughs> All right, the bet is in. I love it. Uh, you can check back in with us later because it's going to happen in the next few weeks. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to think of a timeline. Uh, we're going to try and be on every Tuesday, so next Tuesday we're probably just going to reset the bracket from this weekend. I think I, what I was thinking during the podcast is us three should do our bracket, our bracket challenge, just us three, and then we just kind of talk and compare mm-hmm. how we're doing on the first weekend and continue on through there, because yep. there won't be a whole lot of news. And we're about two weeks away from John and I's Masters preview. Oh. Going to be going on year three of that, and Can't we wait. pretty much nailed it the first two years, so you're going to want to check that out. Um, and again, we want to thank PrettyGoodSports.com, our platform for the podcasts. And the, don't forget the about all the brackets. The are very good. Yes, yeah. do the bracket challenge. Yep, Gritty Sports Challenge, $15. Check $20. It out on ESPN. Oh, wait, yeah. No, ours is $50 buy-in 15. for Gritty Sports. Yeah. And then you'll win however much money that other people put in. Yeah. And then PrettyGoodSports.com's bracket challenge through Yahoo. Free to enter, $20 via PayPal if you win. And Walk with Denton podcast Twitter, or uh, podcast bracket on ESPN's bracket challenge. Uh, and that one is free to enter as well. First place gets $50. 
second place and third place, I believe, get Walk With Denton t-shirts. So I don't know about you guys, hey, but why, I'm... Why don't we get t-shirts? If we get second or third place, no, we no, will. No, 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 no. We should just get t-shirts. Of ourselves? Yes. Yeah, no, we've, we've been talking about that recently. So we'll have some, we have some merch ideas in the works. But, yeah, if you win Walk With Dentons, you get Walk With Denton t-shirts. They're very handsome men. You want them their faces on your body. I want one. In addition to finishing in the top three, I will give you a very old used golf club from me. Ooh. That's a nice good deal. I hope it's not his dropper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seen better days. It has. All right, that'll uh, do it for us here. Thanks for checking us out today. Uh, looking forward to the March Madness. Everyone enjoy. And that's it. We're done. Peace out, everyone. Yeah, and I rock Kentucky blue on these hoes. Drafted, I'm getting chewed by these hoes. Usually they just leave when we done. I don't want share no room with these hoes. Metro gon' make it boom on these hoes. And me, I just stick and move on these hoes. We got that purple rain for the pain. My niggas, we ain't changed, we ain't changed, yeah. I wake up on a daily basis. I count this money up, I'm already rich. I go.